everybody, and welcome to Laughing Liberally Milwaukee, the podcast. Brought to you by the Shepherd Express, I'm your host, Matthew Filipovich. Every episode, I'm going to bring on one of the regular comedians from Laughing Liberally Milwaukee, which when we're not in a horrible, awful global pandemic, is a monthly live progressive political stand-up comedy show. We're going to discuss and joke about a news story, and then we'll talk a little bit about comedy. I am so excited that our guest this week is the extremely funny Bob Rock. In addition to being a stand-up comedian, Bob is also a member of the Accountants of Homeland Security, the sketch comedy group that I am actually in. Bob, buddy, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. All right. So, Bob, we are now two weeks removed from the election. Even though Donald Trump has been soundly defeated, he has still not conceded. Come January, Secret Service may have to drag him out of the Oval Office by his tiny, tiny hands. Uh, Despite absolutely no evidence that the election was stolen, this last weekend in Washington, D.C., Trump supporters held a rally to stop the stealing of the election, which he's already lost. The rally was dubbed the Million MAGA March. Were there a million Donald Trump supporters there? Not even close. Was there a half a million supporters there? No. Was there a hundred thousand Donald Trump supporters there? Not even close to a hundred thousand. The best guess estimate was around, uh, if you're being generous, around ten thousand people. But, but that didn't stop the White House press secretary, uh, Kaylee McEnany, from tweeting the following quote. This is her quote: "Amazing, more than one million marchers for President Donald Trump to say." upon the swamp in support. So, so Bob, there's two possibilities here. One, she and the Trump administration are just flat out lying. That's that's probably the most obvious one, right? They came into office lying about the crowd size of his inauguration. Might as well lie on the way out. The other possibility is, though, as we watch Republicans talk about the election results and Joe Biden's like five and a half million plus vote lead, it proves that Republicans actually don't understand how math works. I mean, the funding <laughs> schools is clearly coming to bite them in the ass, right? So, but to be fair to the MAGA rally, it was diverse, Bob. It was. You had Proud Boys alongside Boogaloo Boys, alongside QAnon. It really was the whole spectrum of white supremacy. So, Bob, tell me, what was your take on the Million MAGA March? First of all, it was really nice to see and hear Joe Biden win this election again and again. He just kept he just kept announcing him the winner in separate places over and over again, which is interesting. But hey, you know what? As a Mexican dude, it's nice to see racist white people pull together to get nothing done. Um, it's nice to see everybody get together to fail at once. It was like it was like watching um, Mighty Ducks two again. And it's like everybody gets together and they just, they, you know, they're going to lose and nobody likes them. And then they lose and everybody gets to, and Emilio Estevez gets a little FaceTime in there. Um, but yeah, you mentioned it before, you know, the Proud Boys were there, the QAnon people. It was a, it was a who's who of who barely graduated high school. <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> said uh, that the supporters, I want to say this, Matt, here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to be one of those liberals who just tells a one-sided story, mm, right? who only gives part of the, of the truth. I'm here to 
I'm here to give you the straight talk express. Okay. <laughs> and so, for example, they were saying that the MAGA supporters were starting fights with everybody. And that's not true. That's not accurate. Okay. Uh, uh, they only started fights with women, children, <laughs> and anyone smaller than them. So make sure you're getting that right. Don't run away with that. Um, America, this is a sobering moment of many this year. And you have to be asking yourself, who are we as a country? Where are we going? And where did all these guns come from? <laughs> if you're, if you're live there. Um, again, though, we have to look at the bright side. And that is that while this uh, march was happening, nobody's throwing a tantrum at Target. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's demanding to speak to a grocery store manager. Like it was all just the like, Karens, all the Karens were there. It was all, they were all there. They were just there. You don't have to wear a mask. You can, you can, uh, you can give all your money away, which is, it's great to see them. Like if you contribute to, to Trump's legal fund, um, like none of it, it just all went to Trump. I, I love that so much. It's like, it's like, uh, a go fuck me page. Uh, <laughs> it's just, uh, just an unfortunate <laughs> gathering. Um, and then also, like, it was just great to see him drive through the crowd to go play golf. Like, he didn't even right. want to show up at his, like, I've only seen behavior like that in, like, the most cringiest episodes of My Sweet 16. Like, when... <laughs> When, you, when the birthday gal doesn't get the right type of bends and then she throws a tantrum and leaves out the back to play golf at Mar-a-Lago for the millionth time. Like, uh, yeah, it really, it, it, it was a lot to take in, I think. It, it was really sick. Not as sick as everybody else around the country is of watching this drag out. Right, um, or with COVID, for that matter. <laughs> or with COVID. Um, but still pretty pretty sick. Still pretty sick. Like, it like like here's the thing that they don't understand about him. Like he thinks you're disgusting. <laughs> like if you buy your underwear in and if your underwear comes in a bag, like <laughs> Donald Trump thinks you're gross. Like if you if you if you buy socks from Marshall Fields, Donald Trump thinks you're disgusting. He thinks you're like the fast food of people. <laughs> and even though he loves fast food. Right. <laughs> well, Bob, here, uh, one of the things about uh, this podcast, in addition to talking about politics, we also talk a bit about the art of comedy. Uh, let me ask you, what might listeners be surprised to hear about doing stand-up comedy? I think that um, people always think that you're like a really social person and that you, you must really love to be like the life of the party. And there are comedians like that, that like, they clearly they do it because they want to be they're very animated and very theatrical and they and they've always been that person but there's other people who it's like like i don't like i like to leave <laughs> i like to like what i like about about when we would do laughing liberally is like you do stand up and then you vanish into the crowd right. and it's like somebody else's turn and you and then it's over you're not really going to interact with anybody again when it's done the lights come up and everybody goes home and those are my favorite types of shows because i think also you should you should think about maintaining a certain amount of mysteriousness yeah in when you're doing it and i, I think people are uh, we're living in a social media age where people put a lot of themselves out there. But like, there's got to be like this kind of like 
a, a bit of a lore about you, I think. And I, that's something that I've, I've learned a, as an older comedian and not really um, wanting to be the center of attention anymore or wanting to be like the funniest person in the room that just all seems so exhausting now. Yeah. Well, one thing about you that uh, people may not know, you, you're, you're one of the funniest people I know. Uh, you're one of my good buddies. Uh, but you're also a, a damn fine uh, rapper, Bob. Uh, tell people about, because you actually dropped some new tracks recently. Tell people about uh, doing, uh, doing hip hop as well and where they can find some of your music. Yeah, uh, so I just uh, dropped a new project called Soliloquy, and it's on all streaming platforms, uh, B-O-B-R-O-K. You can also buy it directly from me on Bandcamp at uh, bandcamp.com slash B-O-B-R-O-K, Bob Rock. Um, And yeah, you know, I've been doing it for a really long time, and uh, I really sucked for a really long time. <laughs> but uh, I, I kept at it, and I had a lot of really uh, patient and awesome people around me that helped me a lot when I was living in Pilsen for such a long time. And um, I'm very grateful that I was able to uh, be part of that music scene as it was coming up and really gave me a lot of time to learn the sensibilities of performing live and respecting the process of uh, the studio and whatnot. How, what, before we go, like, well, last, last thing, what is the kind of difference between performing comedy and performing music? Like, what, like, what's the dynamic that's, that, is there similarities or is there differences? I think you get a lot more leeway when you're performing music. Like, people are sort of ready to uh, vibe with you. And, and if you're, and if you're uh, not that good, you can cover it up a little bit better. But <laughs> comedy is so hard because, you're not good for years. Like I was, a, I was watching old YouTube videos of since 2007 or something like that, that I, that I just had floating around and I was just like, good God, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> like, but if I went back and I watched a, an old show with me and DJ Mar at like underground lounge from around the same time, like I'd be like, oh man, that was so awesome. I remember how fun that was. And everybody came out, everybody was enjoying themselves. There's something just like music is party, mm-hmm. but comedy is work. Like it really is like you have to really find your voice and, and gain the confidence and not get drunk at shows and concentrate and go to open mics to write jokes and to learn things. And it can be a really slow process with a lot of distractions yeah. where I think music is like, you know, musicians just have a certain really easygoing disposition to them. They're really laid back all the time and they're very generous with their knowledge and, you know, putting you on. Get drunk at home. Don't get drunk at the show. It's Bob Brock. Thanks for being on the show, buddy. Thank you, Matt. All right, everybody. I want to thank you so much for listening to episode 11 of Laughing Liberally Milwaukee. We have new episodes with a new comedian on the first and third Wednesday of every month. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. You can find out more at laughingliberallymke.com. Until next time, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you at the next Laughing Liberally Milwaukee.